Welcome in everybody live heat ratio. We're back third week in a row getting back on schedule. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm your host Tony Jakes. I'm told you by my co-host Mr. Mikey Goobs. Number one. Hello. Mike. What's up buddy? How you doing? Good. Good. How are you? How are you? No, can't complain. I got I got some issues we'll talk about tonight. I had, had a couple, you know, like my normal stories that I got. I got some Wawa diaries tonight. Interesting. Really- Really starting to bother me. A another bit. another event in the uh, in Wawa or with ice or with uh, some yeah. sort of fast food issue. <laughs> yeah, okay. no ice, no ice talk tonight. No ice talk tonight. Okay. But we okay. are talk about ice. We are going to get into some some Jay Z talk later because, like yeah, I said, re- right, we're ready to show a little sports and music. We're talking a little Jay Z top five because to me, we'll get into this. But for me, Jay Z the goat. Uh, I know other people may think otherwise, but for me, he is the GOAT, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some uh, some Eagles report today, see what our first thoughts are. Okay. Uh, talk about some Phillies. We've got a special guest tonight coming on pretty soon. Uh, Chris Sack from Baseball Brunch uh, on Fox Sports, The Gambler, Green Leagues, and Radio. Dude's dialed in. Talk about some trade lot, trade deadline talks, maybe. See, should the Phillies go all in? Should, should they not? And another thing, Mike, that I want to talk to him about is I was at a, I was at a baseball game. And I feel like that the Bryce Harper and JT Romutos, like the luster has just gone away. It's just gone away. Like all, all that, all that, you know, oh yeah, Bryce, we got I feel like like he walks up to the plate and people are just like, Yeah, okay. It's the Bryce bromance, Harper. The bromance is over. Yeah, I think the bromance two, or, is over. Or just the, the shine of uh ever the, 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 the Bryce Harper. Yeah, well, I, I see it. It's not the way it used to be, that's for sure. It's not no. Not at all. David checking in. Hello. What's up, Dave? What's I don't up, buddy? And and speaking of which, I see the basketball shirt on. So uh, another thing, I'll tell you what, if that trade, I don't know if you've seen it, Mike, but if that trade was legit uh, for Ben Simmons to Toronto, I'll Is tell it? you right now, I would have drove to <laughs> the link. I would have taken a Nick Foles statue down and put a statue of the, of Mr. Daryl Morey up there because he'd have been elected. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't touch the full statue. You know that. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my man Gene talks all about tickets in right field, so called sport left. She can run. <laughs> Listen, you're right. Maybe they like to be bowed down to G because he does come out with nice. that ceremonious bow, right? And I knew I dig that. But I just was like, you know, a few years ago, it yeah. was all about, oh my God, do we sign Bryce Harper? We are. And now I feel like I go to the games, it's like, that's just Bryce. Like he's just a normal guy now. Like it, it kind of wore off. So, uh, real, really interesting feeling I got going to a few games. Always happens. Yeah. Any with any big free agent signing, it's always going to be the same thing. Especially yeah. if they don't. I mean, I don't know what the expectations were when they signed him to the biggest contract in MLB history, but it was pretty heavy coming in Philadelphia, right? I mean, at that point, Definitely. one of the one of the biggest. So super, super heavy expectations. But you're right. You know, now he's just, and I feel like maybe that's part of his his image and his persona. Like, what about like when in spring training when he just rolled up to the gas station, he just had his uniform yeah. on, he just filled up his jeep. You know, I mean, it's kind of like you 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 just say, yeah, it's Bryce. He's just one of the guys. You know, you don't really, for whatever reason, he doesn't carry that you know ultimate superstar type of persona about him. So maybe it's a little bit of that. His numbers aren't that bad, but maybe it's just because of the. Phillies pitching and everything they've been through this year. You know, I, I wonder if you'd feel the same way about him if we were just dominating and crushing everybody. Could be right. Could be right. Maybe. And Gene, Maybe. Gene checks in says, I think the Phillies fans are just really frustrated with how many games we've blown. There are more fun. I'll tell you, Gene, I'm with you. 23 games, I think we're up to blown after the eighth inning. Ridiculous. Three and a half games out. We'd probably be five and a half games up if we had a legitimate closer or there's a bit of bullpen. Adam checking in. What's up? Dan saying maybe an all-star game or two. Yeah. But, you know what? I, I hear you. Maybe. I hear you. I hear you. But but speaking of Phillies, we're, we're, we're going to be joining the couple minutes. We're going to bring them in. And we, uh, our, our boy Chris Sack, we're going to talk about these. Do they make a deal? You know, do, do they go all in? What what do, Are they good enough? And that's like you saying to myself. Are they good enough? Because I look at a Mets team that is reeling. I look at a Mets team that may not be as good as people think they are, even though they do trade for Rich Hill. And uh, listen, you say what you want about Rich Hill. He probably had the second best ERA on his team if we had him, right? Um, Gene says, please, God, no. Uh, but we'll see. And, you know, let, let's bring him right in, man. We're, we're going to be joined right now. My man, Chris Sack, from not only baseball brawls with Greg Murphy, what's is a fantastic show, Fox Sports Gambler, every Sunday in the morning, 10 a.m. And then there's also Green Leagues, uh, Green Leagues Radio, 
okay, as always. And he does a hockey show with Mr. Mike Diaz, which I don't even know how you do that, Chris. But, Chris, my man, what's up, man? How you doing? Jigsaw, it's a pleasure joining you guys here tonight. And uh, listen, hey. doing a hockey show with Diaz, I'd rather slam my head against the wall repeatedly than uh, than deal with him and listen to his Ben Simmons apologies. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, I, I digress. You know, I don't know how you do it. That's all I got to tell you. I don't know how you do it. Um, you, are, you are much better than I am, Craig. Because I dealt with it for years, and you're dealing with it now. Thank God. Because I, I, sometimes I just can't take it. Uh, sometimes. sometimes yeah it's all the time <laughs> I mean, <laughs> jesus god it's it, it just it, it's so funny because he's like he's that little brother he's the contrarian at all times um you know he's older than me he's much older than me let's just state facts with facts there he's much older than me um he still has a head of hair but wait until his daughter um starts to grow and gets older he'll lose it just as fast as i have over the last couple of years with uh with my son so uh yeah, man, it, dealing with Diaz is a, is a trip. Uh, you never know what he's going to say, but uh, you know, hey, we, we love him. I for for richer or poorer, for for better or worse, uh, we have to deal with him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We do. I I I, I love him. I, I call him Skittles. That's why because he's always happy, Mister. You know, the, the trust the process. The Sixers are the best. And let you know what before we get into Philly talk, and, and and I promise, I told Chris I was going to stick to a deadline. My man's going to hop on a flight really soon. Nice. I don't want to get the wife mad at me, right? I, I think. I well, I, I, actually, you got me for a little bit longer because it looks like the flight's being delayed to tomorrow night. So. Oh no, man! Oh, where are you? Where are you going? <laughs> I hope it's. I hope. Let's put it this way. I hope it's a nice place. Yes, it's a fantastic place, but unfortunately, I think I'm being delayed. So it's that's all it's right. all good. I have a little bit more time than I thought I had on my hand, so it's no worries from cool. from my. Well, part. here's here's the thing. Let me ask you this then. So before we get to the Phillies, because I, I'm not a Flyers guy. Okay, I I, I like hockey. I, I grew up on hockey, but oddly, I I don't follow it. But one of my best friends is a huge hockey guy, and I was having a conversation with him this weekend. And he was absolutely in love with everything Chuck Fletcher has done and told me on Saturday, yo, they're not done yet. And today they made another sign. So in, in your opinion, is it, you know, what do you think? Did they give up too much with, with one of the guys, the defense that they got? You know, did they get better? I mean, it sounds like they, they had to change the culture a little bit. And it sounds like maybe this was these were the right moves to make. Were they? Well, I like the fact that all the guys have previous experience were in the A. Um, you know, I believe Yandel wore the C at one point, but these guys all have leadership experience. It's part about mixing up that that leadership council that they have on the team. Uh, I know Diaz was giving me a hard time earlier because Giroux was was uh, was on Shan, you know, Sam Ch- uh, Cacciardi, um the other day, who said that he will still wear the C, and Giroux kind of you know gave him a little bit of a playful jab on Twitter. I, I look nothing into that. I know Jeru's had a good rapport and relationship with the Philadelphia media over the years, so I don't read too much into that. But I, I will say this. The moves that Chuck Fletcher has made have been moves. At least he's made moves. Um, he's done some things to try and shake things up. Uh, Jake Voracek, you know, let's say I appreciate what he's done. Top five in assists here, top 10 in points career. Um, he's had a hell of a run here in Philadelphia. Unfortunately, the Flyers have not been able to build around Giroux and Simmons and, uh, you know, uh, Voracek over the years uh, enough to where they can sustain it and actually make a decent playoff run together. Uh, but Chuck Fletcher, listen, the one move that, it, that I think majority of the fan base is a little bit you know questioning is the risto one uh with buffalo because we gave up a first round pick uh in order to to make that move for him uh especially for a guy that has one year left on his contract so but 26 years old former first round pick maybe they see something in him uh i know he's big on hits he's not great in the metrics area i'm not a metric guy but apparently not a lot of guys are high on him as far as metrics are concerned but for love of god the guys played for buffalo for eight years so i'd like to think that things could improve here in philadelphia uh but nonetheless though they've gotten tougher with him being back there on the blue line he's gonna lay the wood and he has some history with Sidney crosby and the pittsburgh penguins i think that's gonna ramp it up a little bit further and last year it was just too easy to play against the flyers too easy uh, way too many games got out of control with goal scored against us. Risto is a type of guy, man, he's going to lay the wood and he's going to knock people out in front of that net. I can have respect for that. 
I like it, man. I, I and, and, and you're emulating everything, or I say echoing everything my body said, uh, especially about the A on her chest. I mean, that's huge. Leadership is is, is one of the biggest uh, important parts of a hockey team, and it, it's nice that, that they just didn't lay flat, stand, you know, just say, you know what, we're just going to keep going and going and going. And it's funny because it's almost like with the Phillies, you know, just segues back because. Unfortunately, I got to look at the San Francisco Giants being in first place and with Gabe Kapler, whatever. Don't do right? this to me. I, don't do this to me. No. I don't, <laughs> come on, man. I don't want to deal with this right now. I thought we were talking Phillies. Let's not talk Gabe, all right? Let's you not know, do it. Well, well, here's the problem, though, Chris. The problem is it, this is the same team almost. And if that's the case, if Joe Girardi can't win with this team, well, then we need to shake things up on his team then. So I'm going to get right into it. You know, big trade deadline coming up. I know Dombrowski's made tons of moves in his earlier in his career. He's not afraid to trade away talent in the farm system. The problem, though, we don't have any talent in the farm system to trade away. But do you think, you know, they're three and a half games behind the Mets. I I mean, I should say two-part question. Number one, do you think there is a move to make to take us over the top? And number two, does it even matter? Because even if we do win NL East, with the pitching staff that we have right now, how far can we really get? Well, I heard you before you brought me into the room about going all in. Listen, go all in to me is pushing the chips in the middle of the table and trying to win a World Series, okay? Going all in is not trying to win the NL East, okay? It, it, it's just not that. Now, listen, the Phillies can make the playoffs with the current roster the way it is if they add another starting pitcher. I know they added Tyler Anderson today. Uh, you know, he's a lefty innings eater, a guy that has 18 for 18 this year with throwing five plus innings, which is a hell of a lot more than what they're getting out of Matt Moore, who right now is getting jacked around. Um, and Vince Velasquez, who's been a world beater against the Marlins and being beaten by the world by everybody else. And then Spencer <laughs> Howard, this guy last night, like we were joking. I was at the game last night with my wife and my oldest son, Jacob. And we were joking around with the fans around us when Spencer Howard got that hit. He's going to be gassed. He's going to be gassed. He's going to be gassed because, you know, he gets tired running down to first base. My man made it to third base in the next inning. He magically has a callus. He's the type of guy. He's like a bowler. Like, you know, you have that buddy who's really good at bowling. And, you know, nothing is hurting on this guy, man. Everything looks great. He's strike, spare, strike, strike, spare. And then he throws one in the gutter and magically his wrist hurts. That's Spencer Howard. All right. Like this guy magically has a callus on his finger when he's getting smoked last night and he gets taken out of the game. But guess what? It's okay. He'll make his next start. That makes me feel a hell of a lot better. I love it, man. So true. I'm a bowler, Chris. So that's why I'm laughing because <laughs> I'm a bowler and 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 Mike knows and John's out here tonight, but I always bring up the name, you know, Pete Weber, who's one of my all-time faves. So, you know, it's funny. And and, and John always oh, Pete Weber. I, I don't watch bowling, but you know, you know, man. What's that? PG yes. Dub. Absolutely, man. I love it. I love it. But, you know, here's the thing with the Phillies. And, Mike, I'll start with you because I think we kind of touched on this before. And I bring back to Joe Girardi. And and, and here's my thing about Girardi. I, you know, is it – is he a diff? because he seems to be more worried about analytics now than I really thought that he would have. I, I, I thought he was an old-school kind of manager. I didn't think he was going to play into analytics a, a lot. I thought he was going to give it a little bit, but – I thought, nah, we're finally going to get away from that. It seems like he's bought all into it. Is it just that we, you know, he's always had good teams to manage and maybe we just didn't watch him enough? Or is he just a changed man? I mean, did, is he giving you what you expected when you heard games out, Joe's in? Now, was that for I Mike? That question yeah. is for Mike first. Go ahead. I'll take a stab at this one. Again, this is just this is just my opinion. So giving you the, you know, the irrational Philadelphia fan thought, right? So um, it looks like, and again, who knows, but it looks like he's taking direction, you know, from uh from the upstairs office, as Doug Peterson would say, right? You know, you gotta talk to the analytics guys. Because he clearly looks like a different manager, you know, when he was in New York and for from where he is now. And I mean, even in the beginning of the season, these I mean, how many games did he wind up costing? He cost us a lot of games. And you're looking at him, you're scr you're scratching your head since some of the decisions that he's made. A lot of those losses could be attributed directly to him. So it certainly doesn't look like he's the same guy. So if he's not the same guy, then maybe he just he's on a little bit of a shorter leash, and maybe he is being told what to do. Maybe he has bought in analytics, and maybe it's just not that. Maybe it's a bit of both. I don't know. I question a lot of his decision making. He doesn't look like it's this, he's the same manager from New York. I agree. I agree, Chris. What do you what do you got on Joe, man? What do you think? Listen, I I I want to harp on Joe. I, I think 
you know, a lot of people in my in my point of view, my from my point of view here, okay, about Joe Girardi, last year's a mulligan, right? I mean, you know, you go into spring training, everything's looking good, everything's looking right, and then all of a sudden COVID hits, world shuts down. Then we ramp up for the season. We have a three-game series against the Marlins, and then you shut down for a whole week. Agreed. Then, then you pretty much have to play a, like seven games worth of schedules and double headers the rest of the season, and you're doing it with the worst bullpen of all time outside of the 1930 Phillies. Probably. I mean, so like I, I, a lot of people want to sit here and go, well, his record is this since he's been here. Like last year – was was tough for everybody. I mean, it's not just, you know, it's a 60 game season. You're used to playing 162. And, you know, like down the stretch, all they really need to do is win one more game. And to me, I'm not going to put that on him. Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler couldn't zip up his pants correctly and tore a nail, which which cost us in the long run. And Aaron Nola, his last three starts, I think they went winless in the last eight starts combined between yep. Eflin, Nola, and Wheeler. And they missed yep. the playoffs by one game. And then everybody wants to sit here and go, well, we would have broke our streak if we wouldn't made the playoffs last year. No, 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 no. That's that's Fugazi. That's Fugazi. Okay, eight teams in the National League made the made made the uh, the playoffs last year. Okay, that's great, awesome. The Marlins broke their streak. That was seventeen years in the making the playoffs. Like I I don't look at that as breaking the ten year drought. Like right now, the way things are, the way baseball is. Five teams make the playoffs. This is the year to get in. Now, Girardi has made some questionable decisions, and I think he's resting players way too much. McCutcheon, um, JT Real Muto. We got to stop playing these matchups. Like these guys need to play every day, and now it's time to do it every single day. And then the, the one game that really sticks out with me that sticks in my crawl with Girardi was the David Hale game against the Nationals, where he brought him in with the bases loaded. What the hell did you think was going to happen? I mean, like everybody on God's green earth knew what was going to happen. I was driving my car on the way home and screaming at the radio. Why are you doing this? But, but I'll tell you, man, like to me, Girardi's going to be back one way or another after this season. I think Dombrowski is going to do what he needs to do. I don't think he's going to make the big splash, the big move. It, even if he makes the move for Craig Kimbrell, you're not giving up Toch not prospects to bring Kimbrell in here. You're eating more money, so you're giving up maybe B-level prospects. But the Phillies need to sit here and be realistic. Their best players are all in the prime of their careers right now. You have these kids that you're going to be grooming to come up through the system at some point. The Mick Abels, the Andrew Painters, uh, the Johan Rojases, the Bryson Stotts. You can't afford to trade these guys. You, you, you just can't. You, you need to be able to prepare for the future just as much as you're preparing for now. They need to go out and do this, the simple things like they did today. Tyler Anderson, you need another starter like this guy that's going to eat innings and save you from your bullpen, save you from yourself. And, you know, but that, those type of pitchers are going to keep you in games and allow the offense time to get going during the course of games where they're going to put up runs later in the games once they get to the middle relief pitching of the other team. I, I just, if you guys are sinking here or like, you know, expecting a big move, it's not going to happen. Chris Bryant's not going to be here. Chris Bryant's going to wind up going someplace else. Max Scherzer's going to wind up going someplace else. You can't tell me the Red Sox aren't salivating over the fact that they might be able to get a Max Scherzer. I read a report today that the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres are all at the top of his wish list. Uh, you know, so really, do, do you do you honestly think that we have a shot when we get to the playoffs? And if you do get to the playoffs, okay. Right now, it's currently constructed. If we overtook the Mets and everything else stays status quo, you got to deal with the Milwaukee Brewers and that three-headed monster in the rotation in a five-game series. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah that's it, well said. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is the Anderson deal even done? It's done. Yeah, it is they, finalized. Yeah, they, yeah, it's it's done. He was scratched from his start with the Pirates tonight, and as you can right. see, the Brewers are smoking them eight nothing. Uh, I think they had to go with a bullpen game, but th this guy needs to come in here, and I don't care who the hell it's for. Uh, you know, I wish he could have got here fast enough to where he could have took over Matt Moore's spot tonight. Uh, but, you know, if he slots in and he takes the next Vince Velasquez start, uh, looks like Eflin's going to miss another turn in his rotation. Um, so we're not going to have him for his next start, but we're hoping to have him back next week. So we'll see how things go. But, man, uh, like they need to get healthy and they need to get right. And Aaron Nolan needs to continue doing what he did the other day because that's part of the consistency that we're going to need moving forward. Oh, we're definitely going to need that. And it's funny. I, you know, I'm going to, again, because everybody knows I'm a little crazy sometimes. It's a mess. It's a mess. I'm sorry. 
but but it, I, I can't help. Listen, it's okay. Listen, I, I say it all the time on on baseball brunch. Okay, now Greg Murphy, my co-host Murph, he is a Phillies broadcaster. Okay, so he he does the pre and post game for them on the weekends. He stood in for play by play for Fransky about a week, you know, a couple weeks ago. So like, my man has to be the Phillies head, the, the spokesman, you know, for the team. He has to be the apologist. I have to take things negatively and have to spin it that way so it feels like every time we want to kiss Aaron Nola's ass that's when he goes into his rut and then when I roast him so I'm just going to do it the rest of the season every Sunday from 11 to 12 on Fox Sports to Gamble I'm just going to tear him apart it sounds like he's the Dave Spadaro of the Phillies well, no, he's definitely not worse than Dave. And speaking of Dave, Dave's going to be on Green Legion Radio this upcoming Thursday night from 7 to 9. So, Oh, man. Wait, we got Spadaro and Diaz on a show together? Oh, no. Listen, that's not even the best part about it. It's Spadaro versus Tank. When those oh. two are in the same room, it oh. gets heated. And it's funny because, like, we all, like, you know, our producer Slash, he has to cut everything up for our, our time slot on Saturdays from 1 to 3. So, like, all of us are cognizant of it now. Like, all right, there's certain curse words we can't say. We can't do this. You know, if we do, then he writes it down. He marks it down for, you know, the, him to add the beat to it. Dude, Spadaro is, like, off the Richter with everything. Like, you'd think he'd be the most professional person in the room. He drops He drops at least two or three S-bombs he's every such single a time. Nice, he's so nice. All, he never says anything bad. He's just nice. He's always sugarcoating everything. He's so optimistic. I cannot see him being like that. Why do you think he's held a job for 35 years with the Eagles? I mean... <laughs> Definitely I mean, a positive dude. Th- yeah, there's a reason why he's still there. So yeah. you know, he, you have to know what certain questions you can ask him and what questions you can't, because you're you're just not gonna you're gonna get lip service. You're not gonna get anything that you're looking for if you Fair ask enough. him in the yeah, world. Wait, who? So who who who's worse, Spadero or Don Tolleson? Remember, oh, Tolly was. I mean, oh come like, on, it's not even close. On, you can't do that. Yeah, man. <laughs> Tolly, you know, all 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 you know, jail charges aside. Just as a specific, right? It's got nothing to do with it. Right, okay, I'm just saying. You know, just just specifically. Listen, if you want Super Bowl tickets, Don Tolleson's going to hook you up for next season. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. as many as you want to. Just pay in advance. All right, 95% in advance, and you're good. Venmo. Venmo Tolly. You're in. Tolly won. Come you're in. in. What? What's up, Trevor? Trevor, what's up, brother? Yeah, let, let me let me ask though, Chris, because again, I, I said stop. Uh, I'm a little crazy sometimes, and, and a couple weeks ago, I was thinking when the Phillies were kind of like, you know what? I, I don't know what they are, right? And and, and they had the same team, and they have really nobody that's that's blowing the world up in a farm system. If the right trade came your way, would you trade Aaron Nola? And the only reason why I say that is because he's very cost friendly. And I think a premium position is pitching, obviously. And I think he could command a really big haul. And if this is a team that isn't going to show any more life and it's going to be the same team it's been over the last two years, is this a chance right now to rebuild your farm system by trading a guy? If you don't think, listen, even if we make the playoffs like you said, we go up against Milwaukee, what's going to be the difference? It's going to be three and done and we're, we're out. See you next year. So, you know, and if he can't be consistent, is this time to kind of put him off there, dangle him a little bit and see what you get? Would you trade Aaron Nola? Would you get that cry? Crazy. Well, First things first, let me say this about making the playoffs and being swept by the Brewers. Sometimes you can't put a price on actually making the playoffs and getting in there and having the experience collectively as a group. Remember, in 2007, the the Phillies made the playoffs for the first time in 14 years, and they were swept out pretty quickly by the Rockies, and that, that set a fire under them for the following season. Now, that's a different group of guys. That's that's a bunch of guys that finished second place for a number of years. They failed together, and then eventually they won together. This team is a different thing. I, I say it all the time. They're a bunch of mercenaries. They're, they came from every which way, and that's the reason why the love for this team isn't what it used to be for those teams that failed in 04, 05, 06 before they got over the hump in 07. So that I'll start there with that. You can't put a price on having the experience in the postseason with being together. Second, about Aaron Nola. Listen, Dombrowski's not going to trade anybody. It's not going to happen unless they go into a little bit of a tailspin here and then the Mets wind up going on a winning streak. The good thing about tonight is as much as we're losing, so are the Mets. The Mets are down 6-1 right now to the Braves. So, listen, you really have to hit a tailspin and the Mets have to get hot between now and Saturday before you even think about trading anybody. Now, trading Aaron Nola, it's like you said, he's cost efficient. He's a guy that, you know, 
doesn't come with a heavy price tag, but I don't think right now he's at his peak value. I don't want to say you're selling pennies on the dollar because it's not like trying to sell Ben Simmons or, you know, that's pennies on the dollar, in my opinion. But, (laughs) you know, it's more like quarters on the dollar, you know, so like as as great as you think Aaron Nola can be, I'd rather take the risk on letting him go go through the rest of the season. Maybe for once he can because Aaron Nola's career statistics in September and October combined are the worst of any month in his career. The worst of any month. The closest it comes is June. So if he can get over the hump these last couple months here and reestablish himself, and I'm not saying I'm expecting it to be 2018 Aaron Nola ever again, but if he can get back to that same level in the offseason, a team that wound up failing in the playoffs might be looking to make a bigger deal for him in the offseason. If that's a move that you choose to make. And then at that point, it gives you enough time to where, hey, all right, we can fill this spot in with somebody else. I don't see the move happening between now and Saturday. It's just not going to happen. Um, I think any deal, I'm up for anything. I, I've said it a few weeks ago before that road trip through Chicago and Boston right before the All-Star break. I I was at the time, I was like, man, if you can get rid of these guys and bring in and restock the farm system, but they're going to make a run for it, man. They're going to try and win this division. I like you know, it. It's, it's funny how everybody, um, I don't want to say everybody, but it's just like the trade talks start up so well. As soon as we get a little bit of a crack in something that maybe we considered amazing last year, as soon as that little crack comes, everybody starts testing the trade market. And I'm not saying that you, Tony, directly, because me, I'm the first one to say get rid of that bomb. You know me, okay? There's no <laughs> logic behind anything I say. We've already established that. So I just feel like I need to discuss That has to be like a weekly disclaimer. But that's usually something that I would do. Go right to the trade stack. You know, what's his value? And it's amazing because, you know, you hear that all the time. It's like, okay, well, if you're thinking trade because you think his value is crap, but you you know, you know want to grab this great player in return, what do you think other other teams are thinking? So, yeah, his value is probably not low. It's probably super – it's probably it has a lot of potential, but I don't think he's the guy you give up on now. And I agree with uh, – with, with, I mean, Ben Simmons, that's a whole other conversation. His value uh-huh. could be lower. Well, yeah, listen, I, yeah. you know, and we're going to touch on that a little bit because I just – you know, I'm telling you, what, what the, the, it boggles my mind. Number one, if that rumor was even true with the Toronto deal, and if it was, if people were even out there saying that wasn't enough, are you out of your mind? I like, l- like, show me where I can bring them and drop them off to right now, okay? But that's that, that that's for another day. I'm gonna calm down the Ben Simmons talk. At least okay, the Canadian but, border is reopened, right? So yeah. I mean, you you could you could drive him to Toronto now if you really wanted to. Just just make sure you stop real quick at Niagara Falls and enjoy the scenery. And then you can continue on through. I'm telling you, uh, that, uh, that that, that Daryl Moore would have been a legend. And that's all I'm going to say. He would have been a legend. So, so Chris, I, I don't know if you heard us, you know, before you came on. I'm not sure if you were backstage or not yet. But I was talking to Mike about, and, and I remember, listen, when we signed Bryce Harper, it was the best thing in the world. I, it was. I was all about it, man. I, I wanted nothing to do with Manny Machado. I wanted Bryce Harper. I, You know, it, it's almost the equivalent of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Joel is Philly and Ben is L.A. Same thing with Manny. Manny's San Diego and Bryce is Philly. I always thought that's a perfect fit. But I feel like, and then when we go out and trade for J.T. Romeo, it's so the best catcher of baseball. It's like, oh, my God, finally. But, you know, this was the first year because like, we talked about COVID. Uh, this was the first time in 16, 17 months. And I was actually, I went to three games in the past week. And I was loving it. Weather was nice, a little hot, all, all in all. But I noticed that they really don't have an effect as much as they used to. Now, now granted, it, it, we're not talking about 35,000 fans here. We're talking about probably... 8,000 on weeknights and maybe 12 to 20 on the weekends. But still, I feel like the luster, uh, you know, of both of those guys just kind of went away. And I don't know if it's because the team has been lackluster itself. You know, if it's just because we're taking them for granted, I'm not sure. I know you were at a game yesterday. I know you're going to other games. Do you feel the same way? Am I reading too much into it? Or do you think maybe we're just like, ah, you know what? It is what it is. You know, we're over it by now. What do you think? Uh, listen, the, the team has disappointed how many years in a row, and particularly down the stretch. Sometimes you have to make the fan base believe in you as a player and as a team. I mean, like everybody wants to sit there and look back at those golden years. Oh, man, you know, like we were selling out the ballpark left and right. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. Like we sold out the ballpark after we won the World Series. 09, 10, 11, 12. Up until the end of the 12 season, 
It, that's how long the sellout streak went. Um, 2008, they weren't selling out the ballpark every single night. Now, they're drawing way more than what this team is drawing right now. Um, but 06 and 07, man, like you know, once you got towards the end of 07 and the Mets started collapsing, that's where things started to ramp up as far as the fan base was concerned. Sometimes you have to make the fans believe in you and what you have out there on the field. This team is disappointed way too much. Do you know that they haven't had a seven-game winning streak since September of 2012? Like, wow. This whole season, they have been at 500. They have met, been at the 500 mark. 19 different times this season. They have been no more than four games above 500 and no less than four games below 500. Like that's not going to draw people out to the ballpark in droves. You need to hit a nice winning streak. You need to hit a nice, you know, like I'm telling you, like six, seven, eight in a row. It's going to make the fan base believe this. And man, this starting pitching is just God awful too. Like, I, I mean, like Zach Wheeler is the guy. You still buy tickets because you want to see Aaron Nola. Hell, I'll even go see Zach Eflin. But last night, they were lucky as hell it was dollar dog night because I didn't want to see Spencer Howard pitch. You know, but like when you sit there and I heard what you guys are saying about Bryce Harper and I saw somebody say something about all-star games. Like Bryce, since he's been here, I believe is top 10 in OPS in baseball. In baseball. Like, like, pretty insane. It's pretty insane, and right. that's a stat that most people don't talk about. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. I, I mean, I'm disappointed in the lack of home run numbers. I'm disappointed this season and the lack of RBI numbers. Like, okay, but a couple years ago, like he had a really good second half in 2019, his first year here. He didn't have a good first half, but like me and Diaz get into this all the time about all stars. I'm sick and tired of hearing about All-Stars. All-Stars has nothing to do with the overall course of the season. Nah, it's window dressing. By the way, he just hit an inside-the-park home run. See, there you go. That, awesome stuff. Was anybody on base or was it a solo? It was a solo. It was a solo. <laughs> it was a pretty amazing play. It's all over Twitter. Almost hit the double, the double dipper there, man. Oh, man. But, but I as, say as, that, we're, as we're ripping him. No, but I'll, I'll say this about him, no. Because the All-Star game to me is a congratulations. You had a great first three months. Yeah, window dressing. It, it, that's all it is. And, like, you know, I've seen some terrible, terrible. Don Brown was a friggin' All-Star. Mitch Trubisky oh, made don't a say that word. Don't say uh, that name. Dominic like, Brown, the untouchable Dominic Brown. Remember that? And, Everybody, yeah, and, nobody could be traded. Everybody could be traded except Dominic Brown. And every team has oh, a representative. God. The Phillies sent Pat Neshek to an all-star game. <laughs> Pat Neshek. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 the freaking <laughs> yeah. Brewers had a had a closer that was good for the first three months of back-to-back seasons. Derek Turnbow. That guy was an all-star. He's been an all-star twice in his career. Wow. Look at his stats at the end of the season. <sighs> Terrible awful pathetic like to me an all-star is a congratulations what you want to put weight on in baseball in particular because this is what i like about what the nba does the nba has the first all nba team the second all nba team and the third all nba team that is a reward for the full season not your all-star appearances ben simmons is a three-time all-star get the hell out of here you know baseball is gold gloves and silver sluggers if you're getting them at the end of the year you had a fantastic year jimmy rollins wasn't an all-star in 2007 the guy was the league mvp who cares about the all-star what i want to see out of bryce is i want to see him for the next two months throw this team on his back that's what i want to see that's where the money becomes value as far as i'm concerned he did what he was supposed to do the first season he played well enough that season over the over the course of it Okay, and he sold a lot of tickets, a lot of jersey, a lot of merch. He did his job. He validated that three hundred thirty million dollar contract just by the amount of money the Phillies made that season. But this, for me, validation is him throwing this team on his back, and it sucks because the guy was doing that earlier on in the season before he got hit in the face by a ninety-seven mile per hour fastball. Yeah, that could throw you off a little bit. Uh, I think he, I think he will too. I think at some point I'm not. I I just think he's got to kind of get back in this groove. I think that'll happen. Yeah, he's got to get hot. He's got to get hot. Like these little nagging injuries, the you know his lower back, his shoulder, foul off his shin. Like it just seems like everything is kind of just been like, okay, that we're gonna have to give him a couple days off. Like you couldn't even get him off the field until his wife gave birth to their first child two years ago. He and he missed three games. I think he missed four or five games the whole entire season. It's just like. It's People a pretty just, weird year too. Everybody like every, uh, yes. last year. You're 100 right. I mean, yeah, everybody. You're gonna get a mulligan, right? For anybody, everybody gets a mulligan, right? But even this year is weird because you're not fully over it. 
You know, it's still around, man. And, and it's just, it's not over yet. Trey and Turner tested they're, positive for COVID during the game tonight. They pulled him dude, off the field after after uh, Bell hit the home run. Perfect example. And, you know, it's flaring back up again. So, you know, these guys, I mean, when you really get into the mindset of them, this, you know, they're still guys, they're kids, they got families, they got things to worry about. There's a lot of things that are on their mind right now. This is still a weird year. Well, we got to listen to him because I can't really deny or disagree with anything he said. So he's, he's 100% on point. I mean, how are you really going to deny that? You know, I, I, it's hard for me to find fault in any human this year because it's been it's been strange, you know. So um, look, man, I mean, look, look, look at the box. Look at the asterisk. Look at everything that we talked about. Right. Weird year. Strange things. Right. So oh, you guys placed asterisk on these titles. No, too. We, we didn't. But we talked we talked about it last week. And, and that's just a perception of everybody. We don't because, you know, we know when we, we, we both agreed on this, that everything you got to do to get there is always going to have to do with injuries and, you know, being lucky and everything else. We all know that. So we're not asterisk guys, but, um, you know, there's, there's, there's many, there's just a lot of people that will point to that. And, you know, they still do that. We, we typically don't do that, but I will say that this is in terms of a COVID year, I still think it's an extension of last year. It's just a little bit different. That's all. No, yeah. I agree. I, I absolutely agree with you. Yep. hundred no, percent. I agree too. I agree too. And, and, and the last thing I'll say, is, and in close, I'll get Chris out of here in a couple minutes. Um, about Bryce Harper is just a message yeah. to Philadelphia and to the fans. Listen, we had a guy in Allen Iverson who played here that gave his heart and soul. You know, he left everything on the court. You know, for anybody who questions the effort of Bryce Harper, he is Philadelphia. The guy oh, yeah. is running all over the base pants. He's doing whatever he can do. Like you said, Mike, inside the park home run tonight. That's what he does. He goes 110%. So why are we complaining? Why? You just had a guy in Ben Simmons who gave away a dunk in one of the most important ga games of his career, right? I mean, seriously. So so why are we even messing with Bryce Harper? But listen, I get it. I know everybody wants to point the money, but that you know, there's there's intangibles that you have to look at as well. Bryce Harper's got a violent swing. He's got a very violent swing. He's always been a streaky hitter. Okay, we, we, we have to know that. Right, we have to know that. It's and, and again, just like Chris said, I want to see him throw the team on his back as well, and I think he will eventually. He will, but listen, there all comes a time when you play so many games, like Chris said, that eventually they catch up to you, and, and, and maybe they are right now. But I, I am not concerned about Bryce Harper's play yeah, one bit. I don't. I don't, I don't worry about him at all. I don't. I don't care. I don't care about the money. Like seriously, like, I I don't care. Like, I I say it all the time. I spent enough money over all those years to where I paid Ryan Howard's you know big contract, his five year, hundred twenty five million dollar contract. But like everybody wants to point about like you know just like with Howard, everybody was bitching and moaning about Ryan Howard when he was hitting when he was averaging one hundred you know hundred and forty RBI and forty five home runs every year because he struck out too much. I'm sorry. He was must-watch television every single time he went to the plate. It's just the same as Bryce. Like, Bryce isn't putting up those astronomical numbers that Ryan Howard was, and the team's not having success that Ryan Howard's teams were. But at any given moment, like an inside-the-park home run, or he can hit a bomb, like a flat-out 450-foot bomb. That's what you go to the television for and you watch him for. He's still an exciting player. He's 28 years old. He's in his prime. That's why Dombrowski has to just make the subtle moves, not the little like low end moves that it like, you know, but but the middle grade moves is if you could take that next step and we can get over the luxury tax threshold because of that, I'll be happy with what they do down the stretch. As long as they take out the Mets, I don't care whatever else happens. Yeah, screw the Mets. Bryce, Bryce Harper's contract and what he got and the money is uh, what the market bared and what his agent was able to get. That's it. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything else. And when people drag money and I get it. I understand it's frustrating, but you know, you got to understand these guys when a guy like Bryce Harbor gets a contract like that. Okay. You think he gives a crap about money? It's hard. To, it's hard to imagine, but that that's already, that's, that's something that's taken care of for him. That guy wants to win. Okay. Because he can easily run lackluster around the bases and not do what he just did. By the way, wait until you see that play. Um, and he would, he would still collect the same cash. Although he would go out Bobby Abreu style, because even though Abreu was a great player, everybody thought because of the oh, way man. he carried himself. Don't, don't yell on my boy Bobby. I everybody Bobby. thought because of the way he carried himself <laughs> that he was a lazy player, and his stats surely proved otherwise. I'm a Bobby guy, but people bashed him here. You know that. Oh, yeah. Did. Yeah. They did. They did. Now, now this is what I'll do. I'll get Chris out of here on this. I want I want to go into the crystal ball here.
And I would just want to look into the into the sack ball. Okay. I, that sounded really bad. Yeah, so that did sound really Don't bad. Say it the other way around. That, that was terrible. I mean, that, that that's my fault for my last name. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's look into the sack master ball. That sounds a little better. That's I don't better. know. Let us say crystal ball. Crystal right? ball. Crystal ball. Right now, is crystal it, it is July twenty seventh. You know, we're, we're we're two days before the trade deadline. Um, well, actually, yeah, right. Three days, two days, three days, something like that. Saturday. So, yeah, yeah. We got, okay. we got so this is three and a half days left. I'm way off. Close I'm way off as usual. Uh, but your feeling, number one, where did the Phillies finish in your opinion? And number two, if you had a crystal ball going into next year, do they make any big moves in the offseason? Or do you think they still just, you know, they they, they kind of, you know, retool a little bit here and there and, and keep this core, meaning guys like Reese Hoskins together? Well, I look at it like this. If they don't make the playoffs, then there's going to be big moves coming this offseason. Big moves. Uh, Dombrowski's not a guy that wants to sit on his hands. Uh, he will he will make the necessary moves to where it improves the ball club for next year. Um, as far as this year is concerned, if this team does not make the playoffs, okay, with the Mets struggling to get DeGrom through the season healthy and the fact that Francisco Lindor has been batting 220 for most of the season and he has an ob- grade two oblique strain and will probably be out until September. If they can't get through the Mets to win this division, because it, li- listen, say what you will about the moves that the Braves have made bringing in Jock Peterson in place of Ronald Acuna Jr. He's not Ronald Acuna Jr., Okay. The Braves, to me, should be out of the thick of things. Now, they're going to stick around just because they still have Freddie Freeman, they still have Ozzie Albies, but the Nationals are out of it. This is a three-team race right now, and the Phillies, their lineup is completely intact. You have to improve the starting pitching. To me, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to face the Brewers in the first round. I think that's where the story ends in probably four games, but they're going to make the playoffs. And I'm not saying this as a homer because I'm very reluctantly saying this, but I have belief in Dombrowski is going to make some moves over the next couple of days that aren't going to completely separate us from everybody else in this division, but just enough to where we make up the ground and we, and we win this division by two games. I agree. He grabs a couple of pieces and we make a little bit of a push. We wind up in the playoffs. And then, you know, even that at that point, nobody's expecting anything. Hey, you never know what can happen, but nobody's expecting anything. And then they go into the offseason thinking, you know what? It was an improvement from last year. We had a COVID year last year. We showed some good momentum and maybe they spend the offseason filling in some of the gaps. That's what I see happening. The only guy that's that, Mikey, the only guy on this team that has had a taste. I mean, like Cut just had a taste. Yeah. But, you know, Bryce has been in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. If you look at the other stars, JT hasn't, Nola hasn't, Hoskins hasn't, um, you know, Wheeler hasn't. He was on the team that went to the World Series in 2015, but he was hurt that year. So I look at it, man. Sometimes the experience is all you need. And who the hell is going to deny a red October and having a couple home games at Citizens Bank Park in, in October? I mean, like that place will be rocking regardless if you're down 0-2 coming back to Philadelphia for game three against the Brewers. I don't care. I want to get in there. I want to have some fun. I want rally towels back. I want the excitement yeah. and the buzz back, you know, because we, we don't know what to expect with the Eagles this year, right? I mean, like that first month is a gauntlet jigsaw for the Birds. <laughs> that, that's a gauntlet, man. I mean, like, you know, they, they go from on the road in Atlanta. The Niners are, are here for the home opener. Then Monday Night Football against Dallas. And then by the our last game of the regular season for the Phillies is October 3rd in Miami. You know who's here playing the Birds that day? Patrick Mahomes and the and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll tell you what, things could get pretty nasty in September for the Birds and the beginning of October. So it'd be great to have some Phillies playoffs to talk about. Yeah, it's going to be exciting if they get some confidence, man. You never know what can happen. There's a lot of veterans on that team, and they get confidence. And you got Harper. You get start to get contagious. I don't know. Look, it sucks about the bullpen, right? I mean, it is what it is. Whatever band aids they can pick up, you know, the acquisition they made today may help. But I mean, you just don't know. You know, people can get hot in the playoffs, and you never know. But it will be exciting two months, that's for sure. Yeah, man, I'm with Chris. I want Rally Tales back. Bring it back to 2008, man. That was a scene, man. That was a scene. 100%. But Chris, let everybody know, man. I I already already told I had your stuff alone. Let everybody know what's coming up next, what you got. You know, baseball, ball, green leagues, and radio. Let them know where they can get you, man. 
All right, so our we record our radio show for Green Legion Radio. We record on Thursday nights from 6 to 8, so you guys can check that out, the Green Legion YouTube radio channel or Green Legion on Facebook or at Green Legion on Twitter, so you guys can chime in and interact with us. The recording of the show plays from 1 to 3 on Saturdays on 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler uh, or download the iHeartRadio app, search Fox Sports The Gambler, and then you guys can get any old shows of ours. Um, or you know, f- by searching for Green Legion Radio, or you got to search for Baseball Brunch. It has it's underneath its own separate thing because it has its own show. My show with Greg Murphy airs live every Sunday from eleven to noon. Home games through the rest of the season. We will be at eleven hundred Social Xfinity Live. Come on down and hang out with us. We have a sponsored Bud Light Baseball Brunch tailgate on August fifteenth. Murph. Quimby, myself, we are working on getting well, more so Murph because Murph has all the he has all the pool. But we are working on getting a former Philly great out there. So if you go to GreenLegion.com, it's a sixty dollar ticket. All you can eat, all you can drink from nine a.m. to one p.m. Bud Light products, Bud Light, uh, Bud Light seltzer, uh, stateside vodka, Michelob Ultra. Come on out and hang out with us. We're gonna have a great player there. Um, we'll try and get that situated by this Sunday so we can promote it. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys come on out and hang out with us. Uh, Murph is always pleasant with the, with the fans. Um, you know, takes pictures with them. Some people actually want a picture with me. I have no idea what the hell you're thinking. Um, uh, but <laughs> I'd, I'd say the same thing about me. Like, yeah. What? It's great, Mikey. Cause every, you know, the Quimby at the beginning of the season, he's like, he's like, Oh, you guys will be down there amongst the fans. You guys can take photos and sign autographs. I'm like, who the hell wants my autograph? Like, yeah, you know, it's just like Murph. I get it. Me like, you know, I'm just some random Larry that got lucky to have a show with Murph. So <laughs> but make sure you guys check us out, man. We have a lot of fun. We talk baseball. Uh, we talk Phillies for like the first segment. I normally my my second segment's my love child. But we give we give away. You know, we have six picks that we give away for every Sunday's action. And uh, can you believe it segment? It's a lot of fun. It's a great show. I, I think it's the best baseball show in the city. So if you're not listening to us, you're not doing it right. So make sure you guys check us out. Good stuff. I love Check it, man. Check him out. I love it. You're way too modest, brother. You're way too modest. You do a great <laughs> job, man. I, I I love having you as part of the Fox Sports family. I love it, man. There's a lot of great talent, and you agree, leads you guys are the man. Even though, even Diaz, uh, you know, Diaz, uh, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll get you and Diaz. We'll do a little, you know, before the season starts for basketball with the little NBA preview show we'll get we'll, we'll, we'll all four of us quote quad box and uh, you'll you can see jigsaw versus skittles live in action because that's always a good show he said but something about the 10 percenters yeah <laughs> you know he keeps late here's the thing we have two different meanings of that for him the 10 percenters club is i'm 90 percent wrong and only 10 percent right for me i'm 10 percent right and i mean i'm 90 percent right 10 percent wrong <laughs> but that so I, i'll take 10 percenters all day long so that's what it is but chris thanks so much man and, and yo enjoy your trip okay enjoy your time away and uh, again baseball brunch you've doing from a tremendous job it's a great show i appreciate you hopping on and you got to get on again man real soon have a, great, have a great Mikey. flight man have a great flight remember even if it's delayed again you're going somewhere really nice who cares don't worry the best it. part is you don't have to worry about coming back with any luggage if you know what i'm saying we're, we're all right we're all wrapped up we got two kids we're out the door so just say covid covid <laughs> that's the excuse for everything sorry covid jigsaw mikey pleasure is mine thank Later, you guys bro. for having me have Take a great care. rest of your show pleasure, as bro. always man Later. thanks brother man chris sack my man checking it i'll tell you mike there's a, I, I love he he's like he's so passionate man which i love it i love it um and and i what an honor man i i i'm jealous he gets to do a show every sunday with the great greg murphy greg murphy's smooth as hell man he really is greg oh, murphy's yeah. smooth. absolutely he, he, yeah, he is. Uh, Dave, check a great. Yeah, Dave, he is, man. Sack, Sack's the man. I've been trying. I've been, I've been wanting to get Sack on this program for a while, man. Me and him would go back and forth against Diaz on Green Legion, so it was good to get him. I got to get him more involved, even more. But look, he was he was flowing, yeah. man. I mean, look, hey. you just let him go. I mean, everything that he said represents the frustrations of of the Philadelphia fan, right? And obviously, he goes way deep, and obviously, he's way way knowledgeable, right? But I feel like a lot of Philly fans just know their stuff. I mean. You know, we usually we, we come to the table and we know what we're talking about. But some of those names he was bringing up, dude, he 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 had like three or four that we missed from the stiff list. Oh, Pat Nishak. Wow. <laughs> When's the last time you heard that name? Pat Nishak. That and, you know, great. He, he, he made a great point. Yeah. And you both did because you said window dressing. And he made a great point about the All-Star game as well. Because remember, there was a rule that, remember, even if you were the worst team in the league, you had to have 
one representative. So even if your team was full of stiffs, you had to send somebody to the all-star game, right? It's like the Pat Neshack rule. So there's Pat Neshack. That's it. Should right? be the Pat Neshack rule. From now on, we should just rename it the Pat Neshack rule. I love wow. it, man. We wow. you know we got to do for next week or one of the upcoming weeks. We got to go look search back. I would have the all-time all-star stiff list. That's like, a good one. Stiffs made the all because I can. I'll give you one right now. This oh, is, here I'll we go. You know how I am, and it's only because I got this memory. I don't know what year it was. <laughs> Bo Jackson hit a home run off of this guy in an all-star game. When Bo was on the Royals, he hit the straightaway center. Dude name was Rick Russell. Remember wow. Rick Russell? Oh, yes. Yeah. Rick Russell. You talk about a stiff. But a jo- Yo, he started <laughs> an all-star game. Rick Russell. When, when, when? We gotta, we it gotta had to be... Up. I'm going to guess it was like 91, maybe 92. Like it was, we got, we, we got to Google that and find out. But Rick Russell was a star and Bo Jackson had a home run right off on the, the straightaway center field in an all-star game. So yeah, yeah, we, we, we got to do the all-star stiff list. All-star that, stiff list for next all, week. Definitely. We absolutely definitely. need to do that, man. I never would have guessed that Rick Russell was in an all-star game. Yes. Never. never. Rick Russell. Yes, and days that true Philadelphia fans do know their sports fact. Everybody commented, man. I'm sorry. I just want to. Get, I, I want to let Chris flow. We only got about ten minutes left of the show anyway, but I wanted him to be able to get all his stuff in. He was nice enough to give us his time, so uh, like we do it with, with all guests. But uh, Nick, our man Nicky Nuts, checking in for the Flyer Nice Pod. I know Nicky's happy with all those Flyers moves. And we're gonna get we'll, we'll, Mike. We're gonna get Chris back on. But he, he's good with football too, man. I like to get him. We you know, good. We'll, we'll bypass the Eagles tonight. We're gonna go right to music, but um, we'll, we'll maybe next week or the week after that we'll, we'll schedule it up and we'll get them on. Um, real, real, real quick, let's just talk. Let's just do one minute. Let me just throw in because I was curious and I, I saved this for you. Um, what's Jalen Hurts thinking with all of the Sean Watson talk? Ah, uh, listen, real quick. Let's it's just two minutes. Just give me right, give me two, a minutes, two minutes. Two minutes. What what I will say is it's 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 disgraceful. In, in my opinion, only because we talked about this kid before in nauseam about how he's faced adversity through his entire career. And you know right. what? Honestly, Mike, maybe he likes it. I don't know. But I think it's ridiculous that, number one, you already hear the talks about how he was only drafted to be a backup. And number two, he had to sit behind Carson Wentz. And number three, now you're talking about, again, you're talking about you won't even anoint the kid the star. You're talking about a guy who's got 24 chicks lined up. Okay, saying that he 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 did something with them that was illegal. I don't know, and you're still not getting the title. Something, so I'm, something, I'm something did something illegal. Oh, something. Don't even don't I don't even I don't even know if you're familiar with that story, but it's I, no, bizarre. No, I want to get into it. I no, it's get into totally it. bizarre. Let's just go in the music. But anyway, all right. So <laughs> I kind of figured I kind of figured that you thought that way. I mean, I what just, do you think? I don't know. So I just man, think he think? wants to come out. He's got something to prove, and he's just balling. And it's just like now, I even read a report. That the Eagles should uh, wait and try to trade for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Oh. He sees this shit too, man. I just feel I feel bad for the guy. So honestly. do I. So do I. I give do. him a shot. I'll be honest with you. I'm rooting him, for him. Yeah, give him a shot. Give him a shot. I, I agree. What what do we got to lose? Exactly. Really, with that team. I mean, and, and again, I do feel that they're going to be better than what people think. All right. So do I. It's a it's a weak division. It's a pretty easy schedule, but I think we're going to see some flashes of brilliance from people. I think we're going to be pretty happy with what we see. I really believe that, but. The kid shouldn't go into the starting year or with a quarterback cloud. It's not even a controversy yet. Not even a full-blown controversy, but still. Come it's on, ridiculous. man. It's come ridiculous. On. Come on. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I, I thought so. Agree. I thought, all right, so we'll shut that for bad. next week. Get, get Chris back on, and we'll just roast the Eagles for the whole show. I'm with, I'm with it. Yeah, we'll roast Howie. We'll throw up pictures. We'll have some fun. Yeah, but, talk, but, too. <laughs> but, but speaking of going from disrespect to respect, okay, like we do. We, we, we every week last week it was Cypress Hill, and again this week we're going to go into the music sector a little bit. And uh, I'll tell you what, today I, I post on the Heat Ratio Sports social page. Uh, today, Mike was the the second de- album release of the Smashing Pumpkins with the hit today, which I it was a very familiar tune, right? Uh, a great song in my opinion. Uh, but as I was looking through the music sectors. Uh, there was a can't knock the hustle reference to the one and only Jay Z, 
And there was a lot of Jay-Z talk over the last couple of weeks. There was a couple anniversaries of his albums. Uh, there was a lot, of, a lot of talk just about rap in general, about hip-hop. So I want to highlight the great Jay-Z. In my opinion, the GOAT. I, and that'll be a topic for our day because we'll get into GOATs, MCs, GOATs, when we talk about lyricists because there are a lot. And, and, and the opinion differs from everyone, which I love. But tonight, just want to focus on our man Jay-Z. Okay. Okay? Just want to focus on Jay-Z. And I want to talk about a top five playlist that you would have for Jay-Z on Spotify or Pandora or YouTube, wherever you feel. Okay? Because Jay-Z has had tons of hits, tons of hits with many different collaborations. But some of them are through the roof insane. And, and and I am a huge Jay-Z guy. Jay-Z is on every single one of my playlists. So I just want to talk about top five top five songs that would be on your Jay-Z playlist. And and, and what we can do is, you know, uh, we, we can go from the bottom to the top, whatever you want to do. But I'm curious, Mike, because you are a hip-hop uh, pioneer fan, just like myself. And I know you like Jay-Z. Don't know yes. if you think he's the go, but... okay. Your top five, Jay-Z hits, what do you got starting from, say, five to one? Oh, man, it's, there's just so many of them. It's I know. It's, it's so hard to try to rank. Or I mean, even if you just want to say what's your top, I mean, you know, what, what, you, you, you know so one of your of favorite James from Jay-Z. I mean, look, you, you got you to gotta look at um, Heart of the City because the Blueprint was an amazing album. Great beat, okay? too. I can't put this in any particular order. Okay. okay, because I can go to the watch the throne album with Kanye and pick off four or five of them out of there. If you just want to go straight Jay-Z, you definitely have to say heart of the city. You got to say can't knock the hustle because you got to I think reasonable doubt is it was his best album. But then again, that was more I was, you know, that was the time when I was younger. I was more of a kid and, you know, that album was great. But then you got the blueprint that came out and then the black album. There's so many of them, man. I mean, how do you even rank any? But I would say Heart of the City for sure. Uh, Story of OJ, top five, 444. Four. I don't know if you're on that or not. Um, Big Pimpin', for sure, Big Pimpin'. Um, there was one he did with Beanie Sigel, and I cannot remember the name of it. That's during that whole state property reign. I forget. They had a couple of really good ones in there. They did. And um, Big Pimpin', I believe, was when the Neptunes came in and start laying beats down for Jay-Z, because then Jay-Z's sound completely changed. Completely. Yeah. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you, you're obviously you're aware of that, but when the ne the Neptunes came in, he had an entirely different sound. Okay. And then when when um, Kanye started laying down his beats, then his you know then it was in that like 2000 early 2000s mid 2000s. That's when the whole Beanie Siegel State Property thing started. So then his sound changed too. He was like in the middle of his production. It was Kanye and it was the Neptunes, and I feel like every time. The music evolved. Jay Z, uh, Jay Z, of his lyrics have evolved as well. So, Empire State of Mind obviously is a, is a is a favorite of mine. Believe it or not, and I know it was the the theme song when the Yankees beat the Phillies in the World Series in two thousand nine. They pumped that song constantly, and it really pissed oh, yeah. me off. But the song is still great. Um, Reservoir Dogs, and um, yeah, the uh, the American Gangster one, which which was. Andre just brought that up. Which one? What was the name of that? Was it Ignorant Shit or something like that? The entire American Gangster soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. No, no, I'm, I'm Andre. I mentioned uh, ignorant shit from American Gangster. I couldn't remember the other other two or three of them, but that entire soundtrack was uh, was insane. Now, again, I went over. You told me top five. I named seven albums and I probably named like 15 tracks. Is he the goat? Arguably, I guess you could say that he is. Me personally, I think it's Biggie, but, you know, you can intertwine between Biggie, Nas and Jay-Z any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Well, I speaking think. of Biggie, though, I'm surprised it mentioned Brooklyn's finest, which oh, is only came out, right? I just forgot about it, right? But but again, because he has so many, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the, the, listen, the collaborations, Mike, were unbelievable. Like you, you, to me, I'm with you. Reasonable doubt. Say what you want, whether it be the you know Sean Carter Volume One, Two, or Three, whether the Blueprint One, Two, Three doesn't matter. To me, it can't knock the hustle was an unbelievable from beginning to end and to hear mary J, the sultry sound of mary J. people forget mary J. blige back you know back in the hip-hop or the r&b legend herself man on that album right and you mentioned you mentioned empire state of mind with alicia keys this man has not only is married to beyonce and has been slinging with beyonce in a sense of collaboration but now you got 
Mary J. Blige and Alicia Keys. It just shows that you're the GOAT. Um, but I, I agree with Can't Knock the Hustle to me is my favorite Jay-Z song whatsoever. Uh, 100%. Um, Andre checking in with another good one off the Biggie soundtrack. Uh, the Biggie Life After Death. Love the dope. Great, great song. Right? Great one, of my favorite, song. one of my favorite songs. Uh, you know, uh, again, uh, Brooklyn's Fives. I, here's another one. Speaking of sultry women, how about Run This Talent Rihanna? Right? I mean, are you kidding? Like, it's like, I mean, there's so many Jay Z great songs, man. Um, and I, I love the Hard Knock Life. I love that. I love the Annie sound. I love the Annie sound. It's a Hard Knock Life. For, I love it. I, I, I just, you're a rapper, right? And you've mixed in the sound of a, um, what, what do they call that? A, a a soundstage show, like a playwright show. I'm not. I'm not a big, but it, like you, you, like you, literally mix that into a rap song, man. Like that just shows you how good you really are. So, oh, no question, no question. Your artistic talent beyond those collaborations oh. are pretty amazing. What about the one he did with Drake, Pound Cake? That, and that's a newer one. And that's a newer one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because remember, he retired, right? Yeah, remember, right, Jay Z, right. and then he came back. And he came back exactly. So. And he I didn't mean, miss look, a beat. Oh, there's uh, another one. What was they, his last album? Off your shoulder, right? Dust right, your shoulder off. Your shoulder off. That was a Neptune's beat. Yep. The Neptunes had that same familiar Ooh. sound. They changed. They changed hip hop when they came in. Their sound sounded completely different. What was that one that uh, that he did on that album? Which one was it? Picasso when he did the. Do you remember the live uh, version of the Picasso? The live version. Yeah, they did it. They did it where he was in this art museum and he had a bunch of people in there. And he was just going up, and he just did a freestyle. He, he sung the song Picasso just to everybody. You never saw that video? It was insane. He did stuff that nobody did. Wow. I figure what it is, man. I know you've seen it before, but it was an HBO special. It was pretty big. I just uh, remember, I, I I mean, I you know, every every time, like, I, I get in these zones, man. Like, I, I love YouTube, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I start searching concerts, live events, and, and I could just go back and watch the, what was it, the Fade to Black tour? Was it, or was it the movie? Fade to Black was unbelievable, right? I, 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 I mean, it was just everything he's done, man, the La, La, La Familia album, right? I mean, I think that was a Neptune's beat, you know, from from the Can I Get a, from from the, the, the Rush Hour soundtrack, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, like, I, I mean, everything he did. He's a legend, man. He's a legend. It was the Magna Carta album. We didn't the even Magna talk about that. We didn't even oh, talk about man. that. Picasso, I, baby. And he did that I, live. He did that live, uh, live shoot that. in that art museum. You see that. Check the video out. I know you've seen it before. I'll be talking at that tonight. But it was, it was amazing. But what about that album? Nobody's even talk, nobody even talks about that. When you think about the best albums, you just forget about it because he did so many things. <sighs> You know, he I really mean, it's, it's like, uh, you know, where do you rank them? Where do they start? Where do they begin? I mean, he arguably can be called the goat. I and mean, Biggie didn't have enough work to be able to really be called the goat. He I think, I, and I think that's what, uh, yes, I, that's, that, that's why. Nas had a ton. Nas doesn't get enough love, in my opinion, nope. man. Nope. And has, and has the best, the best stage date ever in Belly as Sincere. That is the best name. That's not the first me. time you mentioned that. You brought that up. You brought that up before at a previous. I know because it's always like I love. I love that sincere. I love it. What I was love, T- what uh, was T Boz's name in that? They Dave checking in with Dead Presidents. Dead Presidents that represent me. That's uh, uh, well. He's, he's that was a Nas sample. He sampled yeah. that from Nas. Yes, that's right. That's right. That was right. that was a sample from Illmatic. Illmatic. There's remember another, when they had that beef when another Jay Z? They had that beef. Remember, it was like some something happened at that Hot ninety seven tour. They were yeah. The then he came game. out with that song Ether. Remember, it was that. <laughs> that was yeah. That was I think that was that was after. But I know that Jay-Z was back did. with all the beefs, man. There was always remember cannabis was beefing with LL. Remember that <laughs> cannabis <laughs> second round knockout. We should we should we should just dedicate a portion of the show for older old school hip hop beats. There was a lot of yeah. uh, there was a lot of beefs back then, you know. There was remember, a lot. There was uh remember Tim Dog? A, yeah, I remember Tim Dog. I remember Tim Dog, right? And DJ Quick. DJ. Tim Dog had a problem with DJ Quick. There's like these like small little hidden beefs that I think everybody forgot about back in, you know, because even like the beefs today. Like when when Drake beefed with Meek Mill, I mean uh, it, was a, it was a beef, but it was just like it was a, weak. It was a weak beef, you know. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a Tupac Biggie hit him up beef. Nah, 
Those that, were way better. Dave yeah, says cool. a good one. Days when rap was rap. You're right. When rap was rap, man. It, it rap is not rap today. And that and that's the thing. Oh no, no. Rap no, and hip hop are two different things, man. Are they? I'm, are they? Are, are we I just? Think they are. are. Are we like are me, you, and Dave are like get the f off my lawn? It's not like it was back in the old days. We say that all the time. I say yeah, it to my son and my wife all the time. Yeah. Well, well, Maybe you know, we it, it, it's true. It's true because. Yeah, well, to me, back in the day, like a rap rapper was Ice T. A rapper w w was uh, was Boogie Down Productions, right? A rapper was Chuck D, right? Uh, uh, you know, they weren't hip hop. You know, hip hop started with with guys like or, or groups like the Lost Boys were like hip hop, right? Uh, but Lost Boys, listen, they don't get enough respect. They don't get enough respect at all, man. Let me tell you something because. The KRS One was a rapper. He wasn't hip hop. He was a rapper, right? Most Def is a rapper. He's not hip hop, right? That's but a guy that doesn't get enough different. respect. He doesn't get enough respect. Oh, uh, Most Def, no, not at all. But not no pun intended. But most definitely does not get enough respect. No, does not get enough respect. But look, we could go on all day. We got to get off because our man Chris is coming on in two minutes uh, talking some PGA bets with my man Cena from Wind Daily. So, you know, keep it locked here on the YouTube Sports Network because right after this, in two minutes, we're going to get you down to all the sports betting when it comes to the PGA Tour. So keep it locked in. Our man Dave checking in, and we're going to cover this next week. I, I, I think next week, Mike, we're just going to do a show based on rap versus hip hop. And David says, right. cool, LL Cool J, Ron DMC, BC. Exactly. Like LL was hip hop, Ron DMC was rap. Like I think there's a complete difference between the two. I really do. It's an interesting dynamic. We could we should get dedicate a you know a good portion of the show to it. Yeah, because we I could talk so. about this forever. Yeah, we, we yeah definitely definitely. But everybody checking in, appreciate it as always. Follow at Heat Ratio Sports on all social formats. Obviously, subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, get entered into our Yingling contest for a, a win win a free Phillies prize pack. Uh, got some interesting things coming up. Uh, for anybody that's in the Bucks County, PA area, we will be doing live shows at local venues starting in September yep. uh, for football season. So keep yep. an eye out for those events as well. And as always, like I say, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, Mikey. Googs for Tony Jason Catillo. Okay, we'll catch you next week. And everybody, have a blessed, blessed night. Stay safe.